Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Bite Show. This is the, uh, oh, the best podcast uh, about video games this you've ever listened to. Of the Potomac. Yep. Yeah. When when our forefathers crossed the Potomac, came into this great land so of that's ours. That's a really big said, side because the Potomac is way the heck over there on the east east yeah. coast. Yeah. So there there might be a, some a podcast on the other side of the Potomac that are okay, but. Not on this side. On the shores of Tripoli. That's right. That's three E's, actually. Triple E. Triple E. My name is Legrand. I'm joined with Jeremy and Dale. Joined by... Joined... Conjoined. Conjoined. We're talking right now. We're smushed Uh, together in a great big Legrand sandwich. Through the power of the internet and this program we all love to hate called Skype. Or I like to say a Legrandwich. Yeah. Ah, a manwich, if there ever was one. <laughs> I, I got something to tell you. I, I hear a lot of puns and stupid things about my name, but I've never heard Legrandwich, and that's great. That's great. That's the kind of uh, compelling content that you can only find on the Game Bite Show podcast. That's right. We're bringing it uh, to you. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to quickly come up with a pun about Jeremy Lamont, but I, I can't do it right now. Can't it's, do it. Undoable, impossible, unpossible, perhaps. I, uh, yeah, I got nothing. No. no. Yeah, so what's up, guys, man? It's, uh, it's Wednesday. Is Maybe it Wednesday? it's cold outside. Dude, it is so cold outside. Is it, is it cold there? It is like, it's pretty cold. Me, it is 21 degrees right now. Oh, man. It sucks. I mean, there's no like, snow. That's the problem. It's like twice yeah, that many like, degrees here. I wish it was twice the degrees here. There's like no snow and no cloud cover, so it's just super. That's oh, like the surface of the moon out there. Yeah, it's it's, like, it starts me get. It, I start to get really philosophical about coldness and stuff. I start to think of maybe hell is so cold that it starts to burn or something. Like I just start to think about cold and hell freezes and, over. That's that's your favorite Eagles album, Desperado. Well, uh, put your beanies on and get some of those little those little packets of um, chemicals that get warm you put in your gloves get some of those right now and uh, pour yourself a cup of tea so you can have one with dale right now and yep. uh buckle up because we're gonna talk about some video games we've been playing yes uh and i think i'm gonna start today and i'm gonna trail it straight into dale who's gonna follow me with right. jeremy leading up or following up that and then we'll close out the show that's the agenda for the evening fellers it's like a human centipede of video games let's get started <laughs> Come on, stick to the program. Uh, Destiny 2 expansion came out yesterday. Yes. This is called Curse of Osiris. And uh, for better or worse, I picked it up. I bought the expansion pass to save myself $5 on the overall thing. Same. Cool. Uh, it's like, it's what, 35 bucks for the two expansions? Um, uh, the gist of this, I played for maybe, I played, I think, two missions I beat in it. Uh, and you go to Mercury. Um, I think they raised the light cap or the level cap to 25 as well, which means that there's more light you have to get. I believe the new raid, there's a new raid they brought in, which I think you have to be 305 light level is, or strength power level. Am I level correct that like, I heard that it was not going to be a new raid, but maybe like a different spin on the existing one? Or, or, is or they're it... adding like more areas to the existing okay, Leviathan right. or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is fine. I mean, that's... I mean, that, that raid is beautiful. And, and the thing is, the areas that you go to in that raid are pretty varied um, as far as, you know, stuff. So if, I, I think if they added more more challenges to that area, that would be 
perfectly acceptable, I suppose. I mean, you're only there for the loot anyways, right? So who really cares? There's no more stealth challenges. Yeah, like on uh, Vault of Glass. Yes, those uh, like or like the pollen gorgons or whatever they are. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There actually, there actually is um, a sort of challenge like that. A sort of one of the bosses is kind of like that in the first raid. But mm. anyway, this one place takes place on Mercury, and there's a guy named Osiris who is a very, very old guardian, and um, you can tell because he dresses like an Egyptian. Yes, and he and he's like was Zavala's mentor, not Zavala, a uh, girl. What's her the name? The warlock. Ikora Ray. Yes, Ikora. Ikora. Yeah, he's like Ikora's uh, mentor and teacher. So um, he, supposedly this dude's like got a religion of people who follow him that, you know, think he's like some sort of god or something. Um, well, and all hell's breaking Cyrus. loose on Mercury. So it's time to go to Mercury and find out what's going on. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, Mercury is very deserty. Some reason kind of reminds me of like what Mars would be like. It's the closest uh, planet to the sun. Yeah, and you like when you like fly into it, like the sun is like right there, but it's you know it's kind of hottish, I guess, on Mercury. Um, but yeah, I haven't got too far into it, but uh, it looks really good. And I so, don't know, so th- these are these are story missions, right? So it's not just raids and multiplayer stuff. They've added new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for fifteen dollars, twenty dollars, I mean, I would hope is they it, would bring. Is it interesting? Yeah, you know, more than just a strike story. Uh, so far. Um, like I said, I've only played like I've only played like two missions. And do you have to be a certain light level to do it? I don't think so. I I think when I started the first mission, it was like it said recommended power two hundred, and I'm like two hundred and ninety oh, something. Okay. So I think that that is probably about where you would end up if you just if you complete I think that's about the where I ended up when I beat the campaign. So yeah. it seems like just a continuation of that. Oh, that's uh, good for me then because I did I did finish the campaign and that's all I did. I couldn't do the yeah, Iron Banner yeah. when we talked about it last time because I didn't have the light level 20 or whatever and that was kind of a bummer but uh i ended up uh finishing or cleaning out the iron banner and getting my rewards for all of that for last season so nice um i guess they're bringing that back and there's new exotics and new armor and gear to find and power level to raise so i'm on my way but i don't have a whole lot more to say about it because it just came out yesterday and i haven't played much more but what i have been playing Mm -hmm. a little bit more is uh skyrim on the nintendo switch uh so I don't have a whole lot of new stuff to say about Skyrim, uh, except, except that it's take it around, you can play it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I have played it. Like I've said in the past, I I kind of only play my Nintendo Switch in portable mode for the most part. Really? Um, I did. <clears throat> every once in a while, I'll dock it, but it's just super convenient. Like that's, that's kind of like if I'm going to sit down and play video games, like on a couch or you know in front of a screen that's not portable. I'm probably going to be on my PC playing PC games. Uh, the the switch has been for me just mostly a portable system where I'm laying in bed or doing other things where there's no video game systems around. Um, sitting in my car waiting for the kids. So I'm I'm curious, are you doing anything different in Skyrim on the Switch? Did you are you choosing well, to play a different sort of character? The first time I played through it, I played as a uh, caster magic person mm-hmm. uh, with some stealth. So I I kind of maxed out destruction magic and um, the summoning magic, whatever that's called. Conjuration and conjuration. There you go. And I, I also like min max the hell out of all the things, so I could basically cast magic for free and swing a big I min maxed out my armor, so I kind of had resistances maxed out to everything. And yeah, I did. I maxed out everything, and like right, I had one shot everything. It was amazing. I had two like huge summon guys running around with me because you got the double <laughs> summon once you got once you got your summon 
powers mixed up or maxed out, you could summon two guys at the same time. So I'd, what would you do with yeah. a million? So, so this time I'm, I'm actually playing, um, and that's kind of usually the way I roll in games. I like to play the casters, uh, and this time I am playing a full-on heavy armor wielding shield and sword bro, or shield and one-hander. Uh, for the right now, I've been running with a mace, so it's kind of a different play style, um, which is actually okay because. You know, I don't have to run away from guys. I can just like you know tank them a little bit with my shield and heavy armor. So it's I, one thing I like nice about so Skyrim is the the shield block has always felt like pretty meaty. You know, you like right. block a, attack with your shield, and it gives a pretty satisfying like whack. And, then, and it kind of staggers you a little bit too. And you're like, oh yeah, that dude just hit uh-huh, me with that yeah. two handed axe. And if you want, you can shield bash the enemies and then axe them, or you know, whatever. Oh, you, you can. Whatever you, I think that's a skill you get, but yeah, you, you can eventually do it. Axe them a question. Mm-hmm. So, uh, from a presentation standpoint, any concerns about the, the the visual downgrade? I mean, is the is the portability, you know, does that make up for it? Or I, I think that they kind of have compared the video of this to like vanilla Skyrim on the PC. Um, is what I've heard from people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it looks really good. The, the only thing that's just kind of strange for me, I guess, is because I played. I probably put a good 120 hours into Skyrim uh, when it came out. Um, I 100%ed. I did everything that was in the original game aside from I didn't do any of the DLC. Uh, and I did all that on the PC. And so playing with the analog sticks is a little bit weird. And I'm not going to say it's better or worse. Um, it's just different, I guess. Wait, did you play uh, with not, mouse really and keyboard on the PC? I played with mouse and keyboard on the PC, yeah. No, okay. Because uh, I was casting, right? So I had to aim them, them fireballs. No. Do you have like motion controls with the Joy Cons? Can you like swing I ha- around? I haven't and... tried it out, but I think there is some motion, some sort of motion control. I haven't tried it out yet. Hmm. Like I said, I've only played it in handheld mode, so right, I haven't really right. had the Joy Con off to play it. But uh, there's always kickstand mode, you know. So maybe I can try that out. But as far as everything else goes, it's you know straight up Skyrim. This this version does come with the uh, DLC, so the Dawn Guard and the Hearth Fire. Oh. What's it called? And the uh, the one about the. Uh, the Dragonborn or something or whatever it's called. And there's like three DLCs that came with it. Yeah, that's a pretty good cool. cool. It's game. basically the yeah. It's, it's, it's like the complete you know as it should be at this point if you're buying Skyrim. Yeah, for sure. You know, like what six years after it came out or whatever. For sure. Uh, but yeah, it's awesome. I'm killing Draugr and you know plundering tombs and you know saving S- the singing planet. the Dovahkiin song. Yeah, uh, listening to yeah the that song's great. <laughs> Skyrim's a fantastic game, and so it it's it's you know it's 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 one of those games that it's well warranted that they just keep releasing it, and people keep buying it just because they you know everyone has fond memories of Skyrim aside from Jeremy because he never played it. Uh, the VR day is coming; it. it's a coming. Yeah, so it's good. Uh, and the last thing that I just wanted to touch on leading into Dale is uh, Super Mario Odyssey. I, I finished it. Um, oh, sweet. And what that means is I got the the ending um, where you fight the antagonist of the Super Mario Brothers series. Oh, no. Um, Donkey Kong. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. Donkey Kang. Nice. High five, Dale. Donkey Kang. Donkey Kang. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to spoil. I'm not going to spoil it. But uh, that game, um, I know we kind of, I don't know. I can't remember if I mentioned this off, off recording on Sunday or whatever. But the ending of that game is... Um, very very satisfying and fun to play through. The whole last area is just kind of a, a delight. So um, I'm on the Luncheon Kingdom now. How, how far is that left? Ooh, from you the... have. Uh, I think you have like one or two more areas. Oh, before the end. 
Okay. Before the end, you you have like a you have like a well, I guess I won't spoil it. But yeah, so you're, so, you're, so you're you're, you're getting close. just enough of these moons to progress to the to the final world and and just do those levels, right? So I the... no, I I'm clearing them out to the point where oh, I well. um where I I feel like I'm I'm done kind of hunting. I've kind of get all the obvious ones and right, explore right. everything that I can and. And kind of get what comes naturally as I'm kind of running around the area. I'm not really super hunting, but I'm also not just getting. Did you do the? Because like every big world seems to have its like kind of final event that you can take care of, and after which the sort of world state changes somehow. Did you do that on all of them, basically? Well, yeah, that's kind of just that's actually the progression of the game. Yeah, but you don't have to. I don't think because because you can get the minimum moon requirements without doing the capstone sort of thing on a given world oh but would would the guy let you would your little hat guy let you progress though if you did that uh i don't know if i ever tried i never tried that either um i think i think actually the 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 area that you're at is the world where i got the most moons um before i left you know what i never did in in the the like um tostarina town the the like mexican themed one um Uh i never did the final um like uh I don't know. There, were, there was one thing left that I could go do, but I never did it before I moved on to the next one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, the, I didn't spend a whole lot of time in that area either. Um, so I, I think you have, to, you have to have around 120, 130 moons as a bare minimum. If you got the bare minimum on every level, that's kind of what you would okay. land at. Yeah, I think Out of like, like what? One... Isn't it like eight or 900 or something? Yeah, it's like a stupid amount. But yeah. I'm at like... Uh... I'm at like two. I was like at 230 or 240 maybe when I finished it. So oh, that's wow. respectable. Okay. So I'm at, I'm at like um, 129 or something right now, and I just got to Luncheon Kingdom. Oh, you just got to Luncheon. So I'm pretty close to the bare minimum. I haven't really gone over on any of them. Well, the the bare minimum is only determined by the number of moons you need to power up the Odyssey before you can leave exactly. that planet, right? right. Um, yeah. And so that is a finite number. Which, but the thing is, though, is that you have to get those moons, that amount of moons in every world. So you'll you'll far exceed the bare minimum because I'm sure you've gotten more moons in some areas. Because you like get to an area and you'll see in your upper left corner like some grayed out moons that you have to kind of yeah. fill in yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So that's the bare minimum you have to do for that area. Exactly. Uh, but I ended up like, like I believe on Luncheon Kingdom, I probably ended up with like 50 oh, before wow. I left, even though it only required like 12, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I had a lot of fun just running around that area. I thought it was, it was probably one of my favorites, I think. So far, I've been um, wanting to basically get enough to go to the next place and then see what the next place is. Yeah, I, I think you have, like, maybe... Uh, you have... Well, there's a, there's an event that happens, and then you have, like, maybe like two more official worlds, uh, one of which is kind of short. Okay. Um, and then the end. So cool. you're actually pretty close. The And, and, the, and the mission after... Like, the, the stuff that you have... Like, I was basically where you were on Sunday... And then I played through the rest of the game um, that night. It took me maybe an hour and a half. Um, so you think you're so. pretty well done with it? Not gonna, not gonna spend too much. Well, time I, I need to go back because once you've beaten it, it kind of unlocks a thing that I won't spoil, I guess. Uh, and I guess when you do that, um, you can do a thing in each world that kind of opens up even more than it than it was. Hmm. Because I, I feel like there's like you know 900 moons, and I feel like in all those areas, I kind of you know. I scavenged around pretty well. Like, I don't know how they could have packed in another, you know, double the amount of moons that I already found, right? Upside down um, castle. Yeah, so the, the thing that you, you do basically will, it basically un, unlocks and adds a whole bunch of more moons and areas and things to the 
to the if each world, I guess. So I haven't done any of that yet. So um, so then yeah. call it. So tomorrow, as of this recording, the Game Awards, the Keeleys are on. And, uh, is that Super tomorrow? Mario Odyssey, That's tomorrow. It is tomorrow it is. night, yeah. And uh, up for Game of the Year at the Keeleys are Super Mario Odyssey, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, and something else that won't win. And uh, <laughs> so, so just between just between Zelda and, and Mario, because those are kind of the two. Mario, I about. didn't finish Zelda. Like Mario was fun you don't all think, the way through. You don't think PUBG is the Dark Horse candidate there? I don't know. I, a lot of a lot of PUBG is not even out officially, so yeah, it's still janky as hell. I, I played it a little bit last night, and um, it's still just got. I mean, it's just funny because I, I play. I put in, you know, probably twenty hours into Destiny Two mm-hmm. or more, um, probably more, including Crucible, I guess. And coming from that super refined, polished shooter experience, and then going back to PUBG, as fun as the whole the core gameplay is and the whole idea, like it kind of makes me want to play Fortnite more, just because of the you know the, the shooting is yeah so much better and like yeah. like it, Destiny Two is just so polished that trying to then play you know first person mode in PUBG is just it's, it's almost like PUBG is what slog, we got just because you know? nobody else has done it better and then Fortnite is kind of biting at its heels anyway so but yeah but PUBG's my, still my, be my boys so I got I got something cool to report my uh, both of my boys have achieved a first place victory in Fortnite over the last couple days wow um and they were playing as squads so it doesn't mean they did it by themselves but regardless like <laughs> It's pretty awesome. Like my eight-year-old, like yeah. going around, like that's pretty badass. And I had somebody carry me to first place in Fortnite. It was pretty all right. Yeah. See. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, they're like all about that game now, and um, yeah, I just it's, like it's pretty, I like the, the, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit. I like the interesting little spins that it that it puts on things, and you know, PUBG is doing it too. I you know, they're they're still refining it. Well, a, a Fortnite round will is significantly shorter if you make it all the way. Is Fortnite nominated round. for Game of the Year? No. Okay. No, well, to, to answer the question, I, I think I don't. Whatever the other nominees are, I think PUBG will win. And if PUBG doesn't win, then Zelda. Really? See, yes. I, I would pick Zelda. I think Zelda would take it over Mario. I think Mario is a funner game to play than Zelda. I think you're probably right about that too. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't argue that at all. Um, but Zelda has more crazy, um, insane lunatic fans. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. So despite hope, despite what you think, what do you think my, is going to win? My game of those would be Mario. Um, right. I don't think it's my game of the year. I have another game of the year that you know we'll be doing that in a little while. But well, I don't know. But for the Keelys, you're, you're picking Mario. I'm picking Mario for the Keelys. Put I, me I down for PUBG. I guess I'll have to watch that tomorrow. I think Zelda. Um, so that'll be interesting. It'll be you know each of us has a different pick. And, we'll and what's who, uh, what are the other? Is is Destiny Two one of the or Horizon? No, maybe? what is the other one? Horizon. I would right? think Horizon would be on there, but maybe not. Hold on. Resident Evil 7? Uh, game of the Year. Horizon, Persona 5, PUBG, Mario, Oof. Zelda. Yeah, Persona okay. 5 doesn't stand a chance. No. Uh, Horizon, that could be your dark horse, actually. Like, people really uh, like that game. No, not over Zelda. Probably not over Zelda, though. Just because Zelda's got the fan It has base, the Zelda. Yeah, it's, it's Zelda. Uh, I think that PUBG is just a little too janky... As much as, as of, a, of a phenomenon as the, that it was and is still, you know, I just right. 
I don't know. I don't, I don't see it taking. Got to give it to some overall game. These are all voted I mean, on by the by the fans, right? Like no, well, 10% there is a fan. Ten percent is, is by the fans. Ten percent of the of the weight is the fans, and ninety percent is a panel of. Oh, then it's people. definitely going to be PUBG. It's definitely going to be PUBG. You, you think? Then. You think? Yeah. The... Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Without a doubt. All right. We'll see. We'll see soon. By the time you're listening to this, uh, the Keelys are probably you on. Go Bitcoin check them right on now. that, Dale. Want to put some Bitcoin down? I'll, I'll give you all the Bitcoin that I own. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Right on. Well, that's what I've been playing. Uh, old games. Nice. <laughs> Skyrim. Uh, well, I, I guess since it's my turn to be segued into, um, I too have been playing Super Mario Odyssey, and I, th- I think we basically just covered where I'm at with that. Um, but I will say that I was sitting over here on the couch with my daughter the other night playing, um, and we were playing like the snow kingdom or whatever it was called and um it was the first time that she'd really kind of like paid any attention to me playing it um and uh, she got kind of got into it and like wanted to try it out a little bit and um was like saying hey go over there get that thing you know what's that you know Aww. my kids get way into it so my it's, five-year-old it's a hit into it yeah um but I, other than that, I, I just kind of have a couple of you know status updates. Um, I'm continuing to play Opus Magnum, which is an awesome puzzle game. Um, I'm still seeing gifs; they're still out uh, there. Yeah, yeah, they still happen. Um, it's just it's just a really cool game. And then I have finally returned to The Witcher Three, and I'm currently working my way through. Um, I think it's still pretty much the early parts of that game. Like I'm I'm doing the the Bloody Baron quest line now. Um, which is in the the Velen region, which is kind of like the first super large region that you get to. I hear that was like really really good, right? Like everyone always talks about that one. Yeah, it's being really it's, cool. You know, it's it's interesting so far. It's definitely subject matter that you don't see a lot in video games. Um, yeah, it's cool. I and uh, and it's just a really good game. You know, one thing that I was kind of worried about. Um, I'm going to mention this to you guys on Sunday also, but um, this is a, it's obviously a really long in-depth RPG and it had been like maybe almost like two and a half years since I played it last. And so I had contemplated um, just restarting from, from zero, but then I got to looking at my save and it was like 35 hours in and I was like, I just can't, (laughs) I can't throw that away. Right. Uh, But this the game um, is actually pretty good about being accessible to um, returnees like myself. Mm. So it's got a really good um, quest journal with a lot of details that kind of keeps you really up to date with the state of the world and the state of the quests that you're doing. It's also got a really good uh, character glossary sort of thing that um, basically every named and, and even some unnamed characters uh, show up in this journal glossary thing and it updates as the game goes along so you can like basically real time with with Geralt's quest you can kind of get like relationship updates and like what was the last thing to happen with this person uh, what are they known for that sort of thing so like dear diary so you can come back after a long time away and basically look through some stuff and uh you're like okay I kind of get what you know I, I know um basically what to go and do and and who's who and all that stuff again um and at that point it's just basically kind of like figuring out what's the stuff in your bag what uh what ingredients are for what and and even the crafting system is pretty good about explaining and laying out to you like these are the things that you can build with the mats that you have um and these are the recipes and each recipe it'll tell you like you don't have this 
uh, go and get that thing if you if you want to make this. Because uh, because of course in the Witcher games, um, alchemy and like bomb making and and potion making and crafting is is a big part of the game. Um, because a lot of times what you want to do sort of in like a monster hunter kind of way is you want to do a little bit of research on your target and then prepare for the the fight by meditating and using a weapon oil or um, taking the right potion beforehand or that sort of thing. Um, and down like a, do you like me note? (laughs) And, uh, and the game facilitates all that stuff. It, it, um, makes it, you know, pretty easy to, to come back to, like I said, and it's fantastic. It's a really good game still. Mm. Um, so I, you know, I don't know what, at this point it's hard to imagine what i'm gonna play like next week that would be any different from what i'm playing this week (laughs) because i have these like three games that are both that are all like fairly long and in depth and and i'm trying to kind of like focus on those um you know when i'm so so you haven't you haven't broken yourself of the delusion that you're gonna finish the witcher then oh no i'll finish it i I just don't know when (laughs) all right it won't be anytime soon hereby publicly stated oh absolutely I mean, there's no way. Year of our Lord, 2025. Yeah, right. <laughs> he cannot die until his oath has been fulfilled. He I finished The, the Witcher Earth. one and two twice. So, yeah, I beat both those games too. Of course, three... of course, three will fall. Just a matter of time. All right, bold words, bold words. Well, I'm going to pick it up. Uh, so I've actually also been playing a Switch game, a brand new game out this past week, and I uh, got this courtesy of our friends over at Frozen Bite Games, and uh, I guess uh, happy birthday to them over in Finland, Hyrba Sintamapaiva, Suomi, and uh, so I've been playing Nine Parchments from Frozen Bite, which is basically if you were gonna if you were gonna you know draw a, a crude comparison is it magica uh, you'd, you'd probably compare it to magica yeah okay. that's exactly right yeah from the screenshots i was like is that magica <laughs> it, it is and you know it's kind of funny because no one has really done magica since magica and yeah. it's about time uh, nine parchments yeah. is actually a really pre- pretty good distillation does the nine parchments represent the magic things not really so like it is an elemental magica? based thing i mean there's uh you know elemental magic so it's a top down sort of twin stick shooter type thing so um, you know, if you're playing with the, your, um, in fact, I don't think you can play it with just a single Joy-Con. I'd have to check that out, but, uh, it, uh, essentially you are given a series of spells during the course of your adventure, and the game is actually made to be replayed over and over again. And the thing that's different in, in sort of a roguelike fashion, you get to keep your abilities, but you play again through the game with typically with other people, and as you're doing it, you unlock new characters, uh, lots of gear that you can wear, there's a, a kind of a leveling system, um, and it does have that elemental magic, so you have fire, steam, which is the water, um, like void or death magic, life magic, which, I mean, it's a pretty direct analogs to, to Magicka. Um, and it is up to four players, co-op, simultaneous, well, sort of competitive co-op, although there's not, there's not much to compete for. You do get rated at the end of a, of a given level, uh, for kills, and it tells you, you know, how much, how much damage did you do to enemies and also to friends, um, it does have a very fun and satisfying mechanic, kind of like in Magicka, where you, if you had a beam, uh, so in, in Magicka you had the arcane sort of magic that you could turn anything into a beam. In this case, you just have discrete spells that you accumulate over time, and some of them are, uh, area of effect, and some of them 
are just naturally beam-style weapons. And at any point, you can combine your beam weapons with someone else's beam weapons, and it'll create a third, like the Ghostbusters crossing the streams, like a third uh, redirected beam that combines the elements of whatever you guys are, are shooting at. Uh, all the enemies have elemental... Uh, weaknesses and sometimes shields and sometimes the shields and the enemy's weaknesses are different so you kind of have to be aware of uh, you know I can use electrical magic to overcome the shield but then I need to use uh, death magic to actually kill the thing or or, or whatever um, and uh, it's it's fairly um, it's kind of interesting because in one sense it is difficult uh, everything is done in waves of you know as you as you progress through these levels and they're all you know pre-built sort of levels uh, and then you, you'll stop at a particular arena until you've killed everybody in that arena and then move on. And the game doesn't really force you to defeat things all, all at once. I mean, it actually has a, a fairly forgiving last chance system. You know, if everybody dies, then one person is resurrected uh, randomly who, who, you know, you get a chance to carry on. Um, checkpoints are fairly frequent, so even if you party wipe, you can get back to where you're going pretty regularly but it is a challenge to manage all of the guys all, all of the enemies on screen that you're fighting at any given time um it is a lot of fun with more people so it does have online and local co-op uh i do not believe you know i actually had not checked i need to check this out but i believe um I've not done a mix of local and online, but I actually don't see why you wouldn't be able to do that. I, you know, I, I guess I have to hold off on, on making a, a comment on that one way or the other. You would other. have to have two sets of Joy-Con or a Pro Controller to have co-op. Right. You so you can't do it with sideways Joy-Con. Right, which is what we've been doing. So I've actually been playing with my children, and they seem to, like, really enjoy it. It, it It's, I would call it sort of a normal difficulty game. They're still having a little bit of trouble... Um, the game is really based on keeping your distance from enemies, so there's a built-in sort of blink or warp system, um, and you have um, your, your magic as well as your blinking. They each kind of have separate meters that build up, so you, you really have to manage um, the, the spells that are in your arsenal, and, and you do that with the shoulder buttons. So as you hit shoulder buttons, the spells that you've accumulated through your current playthrough or through your current loadout, you can cycle those around. They sort of spin around you. So instead of magic where you had to create your spells out of the elements with your keyboard, in this case, it's like, well, I've got these three spells and I'm going to rotate between them. It also lets you actually rearrange the order of those, so you kind of want to customize it a little bit to get a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to attack with, uh, you know, death magic, and then, you know, the next thing is going to be this next ability, you know, electricity, and that's going to be your combo that you sort of figure out for yourself. Um, and so that's what we've been doing, is we've been using the pro controller and the, you know, the, um, what do you call that? The the, the Joy-Con mount controller, I guess? The Joy-Con grip. grip. Yeah, the Joy-Con grip. grip, yeah. Mm -hmm. Comfort grip. Com comfort. It. Very is, it is very comfortable. Um, and <laughs> uh, and it's actually, I mean, it's actually quite a lot of fun. And, you know, even even little kids can pick it up and play it. Um, and it, it, like I said, it's way fun if you've got four people online and everyone's just shooting beams. Enemies also have beam weapons sometimes, so sometimes your beams will ricochet off of someone else's and that'll spread to something else and suddenly you've got like three or four splits of beams and who knows where it ends up and someone's this, getting this thrashed at the other end. Magica. It, it is very, very Magicka. Um, and, uh, as you, uh, com complete, like, feats of, of skill... Uh, you unlock other characters, and, and like I said, each of them has their particular loadout. So lots and lots of unlocks. The game is definitely made to be replayed. Um, for example, if you start an online session, it will wipe 
your level progress, but you get to keep Whoa. all of the character progress. So they basically have it set up where they, they want you to replay it regularly. Are you, are you um, referring to how like Diablo would stuff. do it, where like the, the progress through the game campaign will be wiped upon restarting a game, but your character XP and stuff is still there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Okay. And uh, so, so yeah. As as well as uh, locating and unlocking spells and hats and scepters or, or, or wands, I guess um, you actually have a fairly rudimentary XP skill unlock system as well. And all of that stuff is maintained on a per character basis. Um, so the thing is, as you, if you pick a different character to play with, you level that character separately. And there's you know eight, eight or nine different. Uh, wizard characters. Uh, the look of the game is very... I mean, even though the game plays like Magic, it looks like Trine. So, of course, this is the same studio that brought us Trine, and everything is sort of, like, glowy and mystical, and there's mushrooms sometimes, or... Um, How's the writing? Uh, decent. I mean, they have a narrator, a lot like Trine. And, in fact, I... Uh, actually, I didn't check this, but I wonder if it's even the same guy So, is it, is it comedic? Uh, mm, it's sort of tongue-in-cheek, but it's not really... Like, Magic is a full-on comedy, right? Yeah, and yeah, Trine yeah. is sort of, like, they'll Whimsical. make a few... Yeah, like a, a couple of puns here and there, or, you know, there'll be a little winky joke. Uh, yeah. I would say it's closer to that. Than... It doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah, correct. correct. So this is I kind mean, of the it's... same? Yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of made to be fun. Um, and it is available on, uh, I, I'm pretty sure, simultaneous release on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. Um, and, you know, Switch, of course, is the, the new and exciting platform, so that's the one that I ended up playing. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't really tried it a whole lot portable, but um, seems like it, you know, pre pretty well works. Would you advise playing it solo? It is... It's all right solo. You know, it really is, I think, made to be played online. With um, or, or played with others, I guess I should say. It also supports local, at least on the Switch anyway, uh, supports local, yeah, local wireless. Chain like, hoops mode. Ad hoc. Yeah, exactly. Get get your sweet chain hoops. Hang out on the roof with your millennial friends. Sick, and man. Play some Nine Parchments. Oh, yeah. Um, so a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to, to playing a little bit more of it. I am kind of curious now, now to, to think about it. I, I don't think, I just don't see being able to play this with a single Joy-Con, but, um, you know, of course, the, the Switch is the, the one console these days that comes with your two controllers so maybe they maybe they built that in i it's just it's a twin stick thing and they use uh they use the sticks and the the face buttons so you can't I, i'm pretty sure you'd have to use um two joy cons to play that but um yeah and uh i guess other than that uh like i mean everything that you've seen about it is pretty much you know if you watch a video of it and, and kind of see it you get the idea and uh it, it really is quite a lot of fun and uh you know i'm i'm gonna stick with that and uh, like i said my kids enjoy it so i'm gonna keep playing with them and uh we'll kind of rock on with some some nine parchments so another good one from uh, from frozen bite uh, the other game that I've been playing is also, it's, I guess it's been a week of twin stick style shooters for me. Uh, oh. The other game that I've been playing is Next Machina. Geometry Wars. Next Machina. Oh. Close, 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 close. Actually, the reason that Geometry Wars is close is because uh, Next Machina is actually from Housemark, uh, which actually is another Finnish studio, weirdly. Uh, man, I didn't even realize that. Um, <laughs> and this is the, the latest from the people who brought us... Um, uh, Super Stardust and um, uh, Resogun and um, uh, all, all kinds of stuff like that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> things like that. And, and actually, Nation? the thing is, uh, yeah, Dead and Dead Nation is another one that, mm. that they uh, had worked on as well. And the thing is that um, Next Machina 
is basically super stardust, uh, kind of, and a little bit of Resogun, I guess. I actually was expecting Next Machina to be something a little bit more different. Um, it is another sort of three-quarter top-down, twin-stick, uh, glowy neon-type shooter, except it takes place in terrestrial space. So you play as uh, this little dude who who uh, kind of navigates around and shoots robots that are coming at him, except they're all on terrain. They're on, they're on terra firma. And um, I, I guess I, I had sort of hoped for something a little bit different, but it, it basically is, I mean, they're good at what they do, but it's basically super stardust. Waves of dudes come at you. When you explode them, they turn into like sparks and they shoot all over the place. Uh, your character will pick up power-ups to, to say, extend the range of, of the weapon or, in fact, actually, interestingly, uh, as you play through a level, uh, the levels are, are discrete in their preset areas. Um, so you, your, your little guy jets around. So one of the buttons that you have um, will uh, sort of propel you as, as, a, as sort of jet propulsion sort of thing. But then when you clear an area, he does this thing where he like shoots off into another area on the ground. So you kind of watch him progress through, you know, this mission cool. that, that he's doing basically. So is it like, uh, is this setup kind of like maybe Smash TV was, where you have like a, an arena and you fight, 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 and you move to the next one? Uh, yeah, actually, that's that's not a bad way of putting it. So that that Robotron or Smash TV idea, um, but then it's also, it is dynamic and it moves around. So there are obstacles and terrain, so it's not just a, necessarily a, a you know an open area. Uh, you have, uh, you know, laser uh, hazards to avoid and um, just, just all kinds of creative things going on. Um, but ultimately, you're basically keeping away from bad guys, shooting them, um, upgrading and saving humans. So that's kind of where it the, looks like there's uh, elements of like bullet hell, um, you know, curtains of bullets and waves kind that of. you have to dodge. Yeah, there, there kind of can be, which, which was definitely something that would happen in Super Stardust. Um, you know, usually you were always, uh, you know, you'd get to a certain point in the game and you were always like managing your, your open air, your open space, basically trying to make sure that you've always got an exit somewhere. Um, and that, and that's true here too, except again, they, they sort of have, um, discrete areas that have boundaries and you can't really, you know, Super Stardust would take place on a, essentially a, a globe where you yeah. pretty much had 360 degree freedom at all times. Uh, this time you got to be careful not to box yourself in. Um, and everything is really, really based on scoring. A, a couple of interesting things. So I mentioned power-ups. The thing is that the power-ups that you get uh, by the end of a given level, by the end of a, like a boss area, the power-ups are the same all the time. You collect them in a random order. So for example, uh, you know, one that extends your range, one that uh, affects your spread or... It's kind of like Gradius um, then. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, where where it's basically preset. But the thing is that everything is... By the end of the level, you'll you'll basically be equally powered up. I mean, assuming that you've... that you haven't died and, and that you've kept your, your abilities. Um, which kind of leads to some weird, tricky situations where it, you, you actually can end up kind of in a... in kind of a bad place where if you have have had a difficult time on the level, it kind of is self-perpetuating a little bit, which hmm. kind of ends up a little bit frustrating. Um, but you always have essentially the tools that you need to win, uh, which again, with that dash, which you can use to dodge through things and, and um, you know, whatever power-ups you can, you can get. And the fact that, you know, bosses are, are bosses in pretty much every house mark game where it's just like a pattern that you kind of have to figure out. So it, it doesn't, it doesn't sink you, but... Uh, definitely can make things hard um, to progress. So, um, I, you know, it's solid in terms of, of 
uh, what it offers and, and how to play. And, and like I said, these guys have, have basically perfected it. Uh, but as we know from the news, this is basically the last game that they're making of this type. You know, they're, they're moving on from that because I guess it just did not really uh, perform that that well. Um, I picked this up on a sale for Black Friday, I think. Um, regularly, it's 20 bucks. I got it for something like $9, I think. Um, mm. And, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty all right. Um, but in, in some sense, it's like, well, we've kind of played this a little bit before. I, I had really not been sure what to expect from something like Next Machina. I was maybe thinking that it might be something a little bit different. Um, it, it, is, it is different in some ways from some of the previous games that Mark has released, but it was a little more the same than I was kind of hoping for, I guess, if that, if that kind of makes sense. Sure. Um, I, I was just thinking maybe there was some clever new thing. Um, but it, it basically is, uh, an iteration on stuff that they've done in the past and it's solid. It's good. Um, but you, you kind of know, again, just, just like with nine parchments, you can kind of see a little bit of video on it and kind of get an idea pretty quickly if it's something that you're going to be interested in or not. So if you have enjoyed previous Housemark games, whether it's Resogun or Super, you know, one of the Super Stardust games, um, I, I think that will be a better guide for you as far as whether, uh, you know, whether you enjoy something like this. It looks great, uh, sounds really good. The soundtrack is thumping and, and, and cool and fun. And sometimes that's half the, you know, the presentation is half the experience. And, uh, again, they, they did a pretty good job, uh, putting it together. And, um, you know, there actually are, are a number of modes as well. There's an, uh, an arcade mode where you play levels in order, um, you know, the score attacks, score chases, things like that, um, online competitions, uh, leaderboards, those sorts of things. Um, but I, I think the, there, there's an arena mode, which, um, you, you know, basically is, uh, I, which I guess maybe a little bit like Geometry Wars, kind of, maybe. Um, so, but beyond that, um, it's a fairly, mm, you know, fairly, fairly straightforward. Housemark has lived up to their own expectations that they've set, but I didn't feel like they took me beyond it, something that I maybe would have just said, oh yeah, I, I know that's what it's going to be, if that makes sense. So solid, but, but it's sort of what you would think. And, um, folks, that's kind of what we have come to say about the Game Bite Show. Uh, you know us. You know us. We will do this twice a week, uh, pretty much until one of us dies, I think, is pretty much what we're going to do. Until the cows come home. Yeah, D- Dale's got to finish The Witcher uh, at least before before our little run comes to an end. But uh, we will be back in just a few days to talk to you about the news. We'll probably have the results of the Keeleys and other uh, happenings in the world of video games at the top of the week. Some good stuff going on. Um, in the meantime, of course, we also have our Twitch.tv stream. Jared, uh, Red Eye Dunn, and I played Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2 uh, by request. Uh, this past week, so you can check that out over at uh, our YouTube channel. Uh, you can uh, find us on Twitter, social media, we are there. You can find us as a group collectively at Game Bites Show on Twitter. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. Y'all can find me at Legrand. And I am at Count Elmdor. The aforementioned Jared can be found at R-E-D underscore I. You can also find us over at twitch.tv slash Show or youtube.com slash Show. As I mentioned, find all of this stuff, all of the great stuff, over at www.gamebytesshow.com. Tons of good stuff over there. Lots of back catalogs of podcasts and video sidebars and all kinds of goodness. Uh, share that with your friends. Let them know that we're out here doing doing the good work of video games. Uh, also, going to make a, make another mention of it until, uh, until we get this thing beat, but uh, go fuck yourself. Go FCC yourself. 
to uh, weigh in on net neutrality. Uh, this thing is still not over. Make sure that your representatives know. Um, they're out there passing stupid tax laws and stuff, so uh, get get a little noisy out there. Let them know that uh, we need the internet to be regulated against the, uh, the vagaries of corporate uh, abuse. And uh, apart from that, folks, that is going to do it for this episode of the Game Byte Show podcast. We want to thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. See ya. See ya.